Hi. Hello. Hey. How you doing? Oh, good. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at a busy birth center in a small home birth practice. I'm Meredith Rout, also a midwife and at a home birth practice as well with Kim. And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and also a birth assistant at the same out-of-hospital practice. Sharing a mic with Meredith makes me realize how little of a job I actually have here. Why are you sharing? I'm going to say how much, how little I contribute to this podcast. Do you want to share why you're sharing a mic with Meredith? Yeah, because we have three awesome guests today. We're doing Yay. a special episode all about birth assistants and how badass they are. And they are. How weird. I'm about to talk you about that. Line. <laughs> and so we were going to introduce, we have three birth assistants here, and we're going to introduce them all. Um, but first, Kim wanted to read. What did you want to read? I was going to read. And I will read before we introduce them. So you guys know I'm writing a book because I hate myself. Bethany here has already written a book, which I haven't started reading yet, but it's on my nightstand. I don't know how anyone has time to do this, but I happen to do a whole chapter on birth assistants. So I thought I would explain what a birth assistant is by reading the first paragraph of this chapter. Go. What are you doing? I think the only reason you hate yourself is because I love you enough for the both of us. Thank God. Somebody has to. All right. So a quick nod to the BAs of the birth world. What is a BA, you ask? A BA is a badass. Literally. Technically, a BA is a birth assistant. In my opinion, they're the most important person in a midwife's professional life. Some birth assistants are RNs, some have L&D experience, and some don't. Some have taken some sort of birth assistant course or workshop, but many just learn from scratch as students under the wings of a midwife who likes to teach. Like midwives, all birth assistants are different in personality, experience, and approach to birth, but they all have one thing in common. They are made to do this job. They're good at it. Like any other aspect of birth work, you either have it or you don't. These three ladies absolutely have it. Have it. So let's introduce them, shall we? Sure. Um, So first of all, we have Tori over here. Tori, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your job title, where you work, that kind of thing, whatever this paper says. How many years have you been attending births? How many kids do you have? All the fun stuff. Yeah. So my name's Tori. I'm a registered nurse. I work at a lot of places right now. Yeah. So I see you most often at the hospital, the Winchester Medical Center. But I'm not there anymore. You're not there anymore? No. I should have found that out before we did this. (laughs) We're so prepared. (laughs) Tell me where you're actually. You didn't do your research, Jazz. No, I didn't do anything today. Uh, Tell me where where you're working now. Sorry. So I work at Fauquier in Warrington. No, wait. You did tell me that. You told me that in Food Line. Yes, I did. That's right. I saw you there. We just assumed that you're a superhero and can work in three places at the same time. I do work at two places. Three was too much. Yeah. So I'm also at Loudon now at Inova Loudon. Okay. And they're um, in their beautiful, beautiful new birthing in the rooms are fantastic. Did How they that? open Is that it? again? They did. Do they have yeah. water birth? No. 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 Oh. Oh. They have water <laughs> labor. Right. Water they have labor. tubs that Is you can labor in. Once the baby comes out, the equilibrium of the tub gets messed up, so they can't keep the joist safe in an alignment when that when the water birth happens. Because that's the rationale I've heard. No. The official official standpoint for water births is that ACOG does not so recommend them as there is 
I don't know. That, that a chance something, of risk. Something. Yeah. Dot dot dot. That there. Yeah. That there's that chance of risk that ACOG cannot support. That. Yeah. Recommending it. So. So you can labor in the water, but right. not birth in the water. But right. it is an amazing. But the tubs person. are still fantastic. Yeah. And so, and don't they? Have, I want that like, tub in my house. Don't so. they have like actual family size beds and not like hospital beds too? Or do they put hospital beds in them now? So those are in. The birthing cottage, the natural birth cottage. Okay. Is that open again? Yes. Okay. So there's like the, basically it's the L&D floor. Yes. And those have the regular labor beds Mm -hmm. that all hospitals have. Which we've all squished into as people before. So it's doable. Yeah, totally. And they're the, they're like the big rooms. They have a full sized like bathroom. It's huge. Yeah. And then every one of those has a tub. And okay. then downstairs is the natural birth cottage, and those have sorry, okay. <laughs> welcome to my life. <laughs> those have um, like just regular beds. Queens, okay, I I can't remember if they're queen or king size. That's awesome. And then like an actual bathroom that you would have like in your house, and they look very similar to. So how many are there? Like how many beds in there? Two. Oh, nice. Very nice. So how long have you been, well, you're not really a birth, you wouldn't actually be what we'd call a birth assistant. You're a um, labor and delivery nurse. Mm -hmm. How many years have you been doing that? Three now. I've been an L&D nurse for three years. you were in the NICU before that Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I did three years in the NICU before that. Wow. Such good experience. And then, like, how many kids do you have? So what kind many. of births did you have? <laughs> We're having a competition with the three of you. So you yeah. I'm second. <laughs> um, so I've had, I have six kids, mm-hmm. and my first two were in the hospital. And I actually did not have a bad hospital experience at all, really. Lots um, of people have that. lots yeah. of people have good hospital experiences. Yeah, I loved my first hospital birth. I know that I just feel like a lot of people, like, sometimes they'll – aim towards that home birth just because they had a a bad experience a bad hospital first. but I didn't like okay. I had two good experiences and then I just wanted to have that home birth experience as Something well different and then and after that it was like an addiction it. <laughs> and doing it and doing it and doing it well that's awesome is there anything we forgot to introduce about Tori I don't I don't know I don't think so okay I love Tori you, is there anything else you want <laughs> to introduce too. about yourself before we move on to Bethany no, no, I think I'm okay. good. Pass, pass please, the mic. Please take the mic. All righty then. <laughs> Tell us about yourself, Bethany. I'm Bethany Mintz, and um, I started out working ER experience and then switched to L&D, which is kind of comical because the ER is usually like a laboring mom comes in, night shift, just like cross your legs and run, right, and L&D <laughs> doors open and you like just shove the wheelchair. Yes, I've had that experience. Hi. Yeah. Take her <laughs> I'm like yeah. I'm like running down the hallway after the ER nurse, like leave me. Right. It's really okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> and then jump ship, and you know, yeah. Uh, but I had my kids' um, home birth, and okay. then uh, decided I didn't want to be done with the birth center, and found out that there was an RN birth assistant position, and I was like, sign me up. Yes. I'm all about it. So that's how I got into it. And I've been doing that for five years. And how many children do you have, Bethany? I have seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you heard seven. that right. Seven. 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 So like, what is the I'm total kid count? Like, just so like we what's the total kid count in the we room? Because it's kind of crazy. I have five. Or she, Tori has four. Or Tori. Katie. Katie. <laughs> that one over there. Katie. Katie. Katie has four. I have five. Tori has six. And Bethany has seven. 
crazy. You have two over there. I have two. Okay. Hey, you <laughs> well, two isn't even mentionable. I have like, two and that? I'm done. So thirty percent so of a child. Twenty four. Is that twenty four? Yeah, I have to say, all <laughs> you ladies are looking crazy. real fine for the amount of spawn you've pushed out of yeah, your queen. collective vaginas. Oh, get out! Uh, 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 yeah, uh. rocking it. We'll post a picture of all. Oh, I just want to say the three of you can fit on a tiny couch, so you're doing all right. <laughs> Or in this day and age, a lot of times one person can't fit on a couch. So I think we're winning. Um, so, yeah, I think it is time to move on to Katie, who you hear a lot about in our podcast. Because we talk about you all the time. She's Kim's birth assistant. Do you actually listen to the podcast? I do. Okay. I listened I to Brinley's like, birth. You. I did. I listened to you. No, I listened to you on the way home from birth. But I'm like one eyed, falling asleep. It's our yeah. like annoying laugh, and we keep like, you oh, awake. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> no, stop laughing. It really. No, is. really. Don't stop laughing. Keep me awake. <laughs> don't stop. Get it. Get it. So tell us about yourself. Tell tell not don't tell us. We know about you. Tell them about yourself. Tell them. So I'm Katie, uh, birth assistant at a busy birth center. Oh my gosh, you listened to us so much. You practiced your line. Yeah. Oh, I did. I did. <laughs> I'm going to say I did. <laughs> um, you delivered it better than I did. Me too. I have four kids. Same as Tori. First two were born in the hospital, but really nothing to complain about. A couple things here and there I didn't like, but um, I started working with a midwife doing home birth. And so that's why I was like, well, I'm going to have a home birth then. If they can do it, so can I. Yeah, you can. So, yeah. so then I had my last two home births and um, Kim and Meredith were at both. Oh, we were. Yes. Yeah. And we snuggled. We did nothing for a second. I made Kim we snuggle. We weren't allowed to touch anything. Yes. She threw up, but she snuggled. I did. Well, I threw up while snuggling. <laughs> it was not literal. It was figurative puking, but there's a photo of it. Yes, there is. <laughs> And you've been, how long have you been? For four years, right? Yeah, so I've been a nurse for eight years. No, nine years now. And uh, How um, old are you? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. I have four kids. I was young. <laughs> um, Ageless. <laughs> uh, birth assistant. I've been a birth assistant for five years, actually. Last week was the first birth that I attended five years ago. That's awesome. Yeah, That's yeah really Labor Day. Cool. I wonder if so. I'm keeping track of that. It I was, wonder how it was many easy. babies we all have like helped. Ooh, a lot. A lot. I'm oh, close to 200. Yeah, I have close to 200 births. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I lost track. Last year I counted and then. And then you gave up? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, leader. Am I the leader? Yeah. When are you not the leader? Uh, the leader yeah. of the pack. Vroom, vroom. Um, that was awful. So we have some questions for you guys because I don't know. You guys are midwives and you work with birth assistants. Tell us. When I mean, I, I know you read it. And they make it. I know you read how you feel about birth assistants. That about me because I do that to her all the time when she's assisting. <laughs> but like, I think we should reiterate a little bit like how much birth assistants do and how important they are. Like, you know, let's just like fluff their egos a little bit before we let's ask them that. questions. Are we that so, important? Oh my gosh. Are we? Because hey, sometimes it's like, you can come if you girl? want. <laughs> I don't ever want you to feel pressured to have to get up. <laughs> that was only because Jess was there. And so, I mean, Jess is here, so it's fine. Oh, so you don't need me? Okay. I was like, no, no, That's I take fine. it back. You have to come. I don't know how to pull up any Pitocin. 
I don't know where the package is. Have you seen the girl start at Ivy? Nah. No. I could do it. Katie gave me more refreshers. So, okay. So I've had births where I've had people that aren't so great attend and as birth assistants. as birth assistants and there's just something uh, when you're in the room and you have somebody with you that you know is like superwoman like katie and she can do anything i'm like i got this like it doesn't matter what happens if the mom hemorrhages we're good if the mom has a dystocia we're good like I i'm just, gonna wear a cape next time you should yes you should. should you just look at each other and you're like and maybe it's just because we've worked together for so long if you were I would a say cape, any woman needs a like wonder woman crown like yes every woman has to have one for Every- a bad day and like wear it to a birth right <laughs> but look what i have well it- y- you should wear a cape and a mask you know because of covid and all that the mask i'm gonna put woman. the superwoman sign on my yeah. mask yes <laughs> i love the masks <laughs> i'm gonna cut Super eyeball awesome. holes in it you just make sure it covers your nose can we oh can we get a giant bra and cut it in half and i'll wear yes. one and you wear the other one and yes. we'll get a picture of us and we'll be like boobs yes, yes. like a best friend bracelet yes. <laughs> it's gonna take a big one but if, so, you, but if you've ever attended a birth with someone you don't trust and, she said. and i don't know if it's the same in the hospital with a doctor but some doctors i'm sure you're like oh this is going to be great and then others you're like ah but if you with a team that you feel 100% the whole birth is set up to be a success like it just mm-hmm. really makes or break your whole team your whole team and the birth assistant is more important and this whole paragraph or this whole I should say chapter that I'm writing it just lays out all the stuff that birth assistants do when all we do is say uh oh this is happening and then you guys are like it's like Katie 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 and you're just like running and running and running and I don't move at all I just don't move at all <laughs> Well, and it's like when you get a birth assistant that you feel really comfortable with, you don't even need to do that. You can just like make an eye. Like you're just like, I make my eye. And you're both looking at each other. I'm like, Katie. That's right. Is it, is this a sexy wink or the not sexy Or is she having a stroke? I don't know. We don't know. It's one of the other. Is it, can you answer that? Do nurses like look at each other? Yeah, definitely. It's a hundred percent like that in the hospital too. (laughs) Yeah. Where we're like, we just look at each other like over top of the patient or like do the behind the over your shoulder look and you're like oh my god yeah towards your charge i watch you guys do that i think you were in the room i did a birth not that i think you were there pretty sure i did a birth probably like six months ago or so and um the mom had there six months ago i left it it might have been a little bit longer than that time does not work normally for me like um i was probably there so it's but this mom had a tear that i've never seen Mm -hmm. before you were with me yes i remember that and i watched the doctor's (laughs) face and i watched your face and i was like what's going on i remember yeah and we just like looked at each other we we're all just we're like, like holy shit but <laughs> i also like that kind of goes back to i was so glad that that was the doctor that yeah. was there for that patient because i was like oh my god this could be so bad if it, i mean there's all great docs there but yeah. just like some people just hold their composure a lot better you know yeah so, yeah yeah no that was that was, was interesting i wish i had taken a picture of that actually because i tried to explain what happened to them so weird and um it was really almost impossible. Yeah. I called it an isle, an asshole island. Oh, <laughs> that one. Yeah. yes. That one. I was inconceivable. I, I transferred a mom to Winchester when you were still there, and there was there was a doctor there that I had not met yet, and she or he, 
or she or he, I don't want to give any, whatever, walked in and because the mom was like pushing and it was very last minute and, and the doctor walked in and it takes a lot to like shock me, but I was shocked by the stuff that was coming out of the doctor's mouth. Not good or bad, just shocked. Shocked. And I looked up and all of you were looking at each other and I'm like trying to like look at you to like get some sort of clue and you're purposely not looking at me. <laughs> like, like if I look at Kim, we're going to lose it. And I was like, what the actual fuck is like, I'm looking at my mouth hanging open, but everyone's mouth was hanging open. And I was like, oh, it's not just me. This doctor is interesting Nuts. and no one knew what to do. So everyone just kind of stood there for a minute and then like clicked in. But I was just like, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I just that so had I, nothing to do with what we're I talking think that about. if we're going to keep this episode anywhere within the normal time limits, so I think we're going to start interviewing Katie first. Um, in the interests of do it of her maybe having to leave her birth as often happens Typical. to us. The last time we recorded here, I ran out. Mm-hmm. You ran yep. out. Katie, you do a lot of births at the birth center a month because you work. You do births at like premier winchester you sometimes do births at premier chantilly yes. can you give like a guesstimate of how many births you do a month for and you have a your baby's what six months old <laughs> yeah the past couple months it's been like reasonable five okay maybe, six a month um in the past i've done uh, i think my record is like 11 births in 14 days yes wow i remember that, that. was crazy i was pregnant mm-hmm. i was walking around with one eye oh it was so awful I kept going, open. could you just lay down for five <laughs> minutes? And he'd be like, out before I even said, me. yes, I can. Yes, I can. Oh yes, God. I can close my eyes. I have so many memories of Katie just like dangling over the birth tub with her belly. And I'm like, girl, can I please do that so you don't fall in the tub? Because no. you're going to over. You're going to no. overcome the same fall. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. If one day one of us fell, like just dove into the tub on accident because like we lost our balance and just like slipped in, that would be the best thing that ever happened to anybody. That would be. I would laugh really hard. I'm not going to do that. Kim I would had, do it. It would be I Kim because she's so she short. Would, she'd get poop in her eyes and she'd freak out forever. There was one midwife who, you know who we work with, who's super short, was leaning over a tug. And I remember, like, she was going, and I grabbed a foot and, like, <gasps> leveraged her right after. I was like, I've never actually seen it. Birth assistants are the best. Oh, no, the student, too. Samaya was about yeah, to fall in the tub once, too. <laughs> and we were like, oh. They're so little, they're little hobbits. You guys are just like we are so tiny, teetering on the edge. Well, of like Winchester yeah. Premiere. Winchester Premiere is nice because you can brace your feet against yes. that like wall in the yes. coral room. <laughs> but my hips and my ribs were oh. actually bruised from the last birth we did together because I was like upside down in the tub. You like, the were mi- in some weird position. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> the next <laughs> day, I was like, that that "What the hell <laughs> is wrong with my ribs?" Oh, that's right. <laughs> so. Maybe there's a reason why midwives are small, though, because, you know, small hands is kind of a good thing. Yeah. That's true. Longer fingers sometimes do help, though. Curse, though. Short fingers are not fun to work with sometimes. Yeah. The mom's appreciation. Just got to dig deeper. <laughs> That's true. But, okay, so Katie. Um, yes. Sorry, back to you. So we asked how many kids you have, where you birthed. How do you think, how do you think that you're job affects wait wait how do you think your personal births affect how you approach your job my personal births yeah like to my job did you've had like two hospital births you've Mm -hmm. had two home births so Mm -hmm. do you feel like your experiences will like 
help you approach other moms? Do you feel like... I don't know, because sometimes, like, you get the primate that's been in labor for 36 hours, and yeah. I'm like, mm-mm, girl, I'd have been for an epidural. No. <laughs> like, how? what I are you doing? Done. How are you still... <laughs> you know? You know? And then you'll get, like, a a multip that comes in in like an hour and she's screaming mm-hmm. but then she just has her baby so i i relate with them because i have fast labors yes you know so i just let them scream because it's awful cause like, it's like get a, it out it's like a train wreck just yeah. happening that's what we said in the last episode is like being hit by a freight train. it's like it's like yeah it is i, think I said, said that after Burnley. postpartum you were like it took me it took me a while to like get to process it that yeah it even happened yeah like you didn't love that fast no. labor no <laughs> yeah and i did my water broke first so it was like i didn't have that cushion kim you called did it that to yourself whatever you did it to me <laughs> <laughs> this is your fault kim just it's all just your fault it. no but it was like a yeah it was like a freight train that's a good word and um so yeah those moms that come in like you know just raging raging ready to have a baby i'm just like okay you're like i got i feel yeah. you <laughs> have to say um we did when we did an episode on like the theta waves yeah usually you're you're very much like like wide awake and like looking and just kind of watching what everyone's doing but you had been awake at a you had a birth in chantilly like the night before the last birth we did together mm-hmm. and so you slept for like an hour and then came in I did. and i looked up when the mom was like in it like primal in it and i'd never seen you affected by this before but you were like on your feet but kind of asleep and your body was like rocking back and forth with her she was like ah ah," and you were like kind of stepping back and forth and i was like oh where's my video like katie is totally in it right now and there's no way for me to capture and then i like needed something and usually you just like see it but you were out and i was like that's because i didn't sleep you said go lay down for an hour and she screamed for an hour so i didn't sleep for an hour she's gone theta but she totally did she was totally like in it and i was like this is so awesome i love that um so i feel like I feel like it wouldn't affect your, or it's harder to talk about like your job affecting your births or whatever. Cause you do birth out of hospital and you deliver out of hospital. So I'm really interested to talk to you guys about that. Like your experiences doing both. Um, do you have a birth story, scary, exciting that sticks into your mind as one that you like, you would like to share as a birth assistant that you were just like, Holy shit. And it can just be details. You don't have to like, yeah. you know. I had a birth recently, actually, that made my asshole pucker a little. <laughs> um, like you were squeezing it in? I am squeezing. Or it like was puckering Afterward, out. I said to the midwife, I may have shit my pants. <laughs> well, would, please tell us about it. Yeah, um, that would be nuts for you. Yeah, yeah, no, because... I feel like normally I'm pretty calm and collected at birth. Um, and I, and obviously I was, and the midwife was really great too, but no, just really no warning. The baby came out, um, floppy Apgar three at a minute. And I put the stethoscope on to listen to baby and I heard nothing. Oh, that's happened to Kim before. I know that. Never had that happen mm-hmm. before. And so I what did your insides do? My insides. You heard nothing. Uh, I don't even know. It's just something that's never happened before. <laughs> You just go, I feel like you just go numb. For yeah, me. it's just, just like, like my heart numb. dropped into my stomach and I just, I mean, I, yes, I mean, I went into, you know, NRP mode and everything, but 
So then I like, I check my stethoscope because I'm like, this damn thing's broken. <laughs> you know, like surely, this surely. It's not the baby's it's, heart that's broken. No. So I look at it and I twist it to make sure I have it on the right side. And Did I'm like, yeah, really. I, I didn't it. take, it sounded it like a long time, but it really wasn't that long. at that point either. So it's probably best that you Yeah, my it. heart wasn't also working. So I moved it, I moved it to, I was on his back and then I moved it to his front. Just like, okay, let's hear a little bit. And the midwife's like, what'd you get? And I'm like, mm-mm. I just said, wait, what'd you get? And I'm like, mm-mm. Negative. Like. Negatory. You don't want to say nothing. This baby's heart's not I'm not going to say zero. Like, I'm not going to scare the mom, but. Yeah. mm Mm-mm. So, so, uh, you know, because COVID and Chantilly and masks and all that. So, I, like, go to hand the stethoscope to the midwife so she can hear, mm mm-mm, nothing. And, um. My mask came off, and I'm, like, throwing stuff across the room. Anyway. All I, of like, this happened probably in the span of, like, oh, like five seconds. Five seconds, yeah. It yeah. seemed like a lifetime, but it really wasn't. Um, so I was like, well, whatever. I don't care. This baby needs breath, so I'm going to get the bag. So I went over and get the bag and come back. By the time I came back and start giving him some PPV. Positive pressure ventilation There you go. Bag. Good job. Yeah. Also, um, the joy of a good birth assistant. Like, you don't have to, the midwife doesn't have to verbalize, like, we need PPV. Like, they just go and get the bag. Yeah. I'm like, well, we he's know. getting PPV no matter if he wants it or not. So, there we go. And by the time I came back and started that, uh, the midwife's like, okay, it's coming up. But she said when she first put it on, too, it was, like, maybe 70s and then mm. came up to, like, 110. At least it was above 60. Yeah. And so, but he still wasn't coming around, still wasn't coming around. And then I looked up at the doula, who happens to be um, my best friend. She, anyway. She, you can um, say her name. Oh, Jessie. Anyway. Hi. <laughs> she, I looked up at her. At, I was going to say, call 911. And as soon as I did, he went, meh. <laughs> Give him an ultimatum. Like, you little shit. (laughs) I need to go check my pants, but yeah. No, that was the scariest birth. So, but. Babies get you. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, it was funny because afterward, not funny, but the mom thanked us. She didn't realize things, first baby, she didn't realize exactly what was going on. We told her everything that happened and, and everything, but afterward she said she was thankful that it happened at the birth center and not in the hospital. So. That was cool. Well, there was the here. joy of like having a baby that was resuscitated on an intact cord, so they're still getting yeah, yep. And we talked about that cord. And, right. Yeah, so, remember, and I want to ask Tori because when when you and I did our NRP, we did it in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The three of us were there, and they like called us up together. I don't know if they were like, "Haha, you don't know what you're doing. Why don't we have those people come up?" first and we'll give you a scenario show you how to not do it right and we'll see how this goes and so she's like this is what's happening and we're just like boom 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 and at the end i like grabbed the bag and dropped it like a mic like dropped it like a mic and i was like boom <laughs> mic drop mic i have drop. to say that they still criticized us and we had to argue why what we did was correct well, the nurse said what is a ppv bag like do, yeah. We had to ask them to get one. Because they I use said, a tea something. What's it called? Yeah. They, <laughs> tea bag. Tea bag. So tea bag. It, the, Did you just tea bag that baby? Yeah. <laughs> that might have actually been the first time we've gone too far. Too far. No, it wasn't. So, what, so we let, what does they do, Tori? What do they do if the baby TPs, comes out floppy? Yeah, like, what would, their, what would their response typically be? So we have an eight. An Ambu bag is what we call it, not a PPV bag, but it's the same thing. But we don't really use those because in the delivery rooms, all of the baby 
pandas or warmers, whatever, have oxygen built into them. So we mm-hmm. use a T-piece that just hooks right up to the – so it's just the mask. Yeah. And then you use your thumb. That way it always delivers the correct amount of pressure for each breath. Yeah. You don't actually squeeze anything since that's right. subjectional. Yeah. Subjective. Yeah. Which the, the PPV, <laughs> the, right. PPV <laughs> the PPV bags do have a safety You can put the safety on them. Yeah. It like pops off if you squeeze too hard. So yeah. it only can give a certain amount of pressure um, for we everyone out there listening. They're expensive. <laughs> Slipper expensive. But would they um, not pop off? We don't have the. Building. We do a pop off. All the so, PPV bag, PPV bags have pop offs. Yes, we have those. We don't yeah. have a wall unit. No, we don't have a but wall unit. But you can give like too little pressure and stuff. To, yeah. You just can't. The safety just gives you like, so you can't give so too, can't much. too much. too much. Right. Yeah. So if the baby would like came out floppy, um, I've seen a couple of births in the hospital where they actually will just kind of work with the baby on mom. Mm-hmm. But are you seeing more of that also? Or are they still, it's more like, let's just go ahead and move them over. Like what? To the, war- to the panda to the or warmer, the warmer. Like, I feel or how like how much time do you give usually would you say is like I think it all depends night. it's like situational um was there like a really bad strip that we were watching and the baby still like came out looking like crap we would probably not wait as long mm-hmm. not that the babies look crappy they're all beautiful mm-hmm. but <laughs> oh, that's so nice of you to say <laughs> so nice um or and it a lot of it depends on the provider too you know, but I think most of the time we'll give them, we'll try to work there on mom mm-hmm. and do like that tactile stimulation, any kind of section that we can do, things like that. Um, but if they need any kind of breaths, they're going to get breaths to go warmer. to the warmer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any kind of like PPV at all would go to the warmer. But just because they got PPV doesn't necessarily mean like they could, they would still go back to mom to if they like, chest. yeah, yeah and get their skin to skin. Yeah, I yeah. saw them do a lot on on a mom once with one of the doctors. Like the baby, I, even I was like, um, just yeah. take the baby. Like, no. and he's like, baby's totally fine. Just totally keep totally doing fine. that. Yeah. I was like, okay, they can do that. Yeah. I don't think I realized how much of that decision was the provider's decision because I've been to a birth where like the baby came out pretty floppy, and even I was like, hey, like. Mm-hmm. So when that baby and even the nurses, you could tell behind him were like really upset. And he was like, no, baby's fine. Like baby's good. And mm-hmm. then baby did come around. But it was I was surprised by how much the provider gets to decide that versus I, like the team. Yeah. I think sometimes in the hospital, there is a little bit more leeway, too, because you do know that if the baby doesn't come around sooner rather than later, you have much more things available to you quickly. Whereas if we're in the hospital or if we're in the birth center and PPV doesn't work right away, like, right, we need to we need to we be, can't call for the warmer. We're yeah. Like, Bring the. Ah, yeah. We right. don't have that. Like the NICU team's not going to come <laughs> running down the hallway. Because you're like, call no. the team. Like, <laughs> Sorry, I need you here. Oh, you're okay, push you're the still, button. You we have just to nurse right. your baby we just push first? the button and more help comes. Yeah. So. so, Katie, I know that you have to get going and it's t- it's time for our break. So, is there anything else you want to say about being a birth assistant or, um, I don't know, anything else at all you want to say before we go to break? Um, I don't think so. No. <laughs> no. And no. <laughs> I'm done here. Kimberly. No, I was going to say, I was thinking on the way over here that um, it was, it was easy to have babies at home because I worked with my team. I will say, sorry, you want me to lick the microphone? (laughs) Um, So yeah, so it was easy to have out of hospital births because I I knew what my team was capable of. Yes. You know, I saw them in hemorrhages. 
I saw them in <laughs> single. A hemorrhage. Hem over to my right. <laughs> and resuscitations and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so that was helpful. So you knew that they were very capable so that if something were to happen, you right. felt safe with them. Yeah, definitely. Which is so Can I important. Give a shout out before we go to break to somebody? No, you're not allowed. Yes, do Why that. Do it anyway. First of all, I was talking about you with this person. Her name is Olivia. She's freaking kick-ass. She's been through so much shit, but she's still like so happy. Um, and we saw her the other day. Meredith and I happened to see her, and we were joking with her, and she was like, and Jessica needs to do this. And I can't believe you guys haven't seen Legend. And Meredith, hold the fucking mic to your face. I don't know why this is so hard for you. <laughs> what do I need to do? Nothing. You're perfect. She said that. But also, oh. <laughs> I said to her that like the be- the biggest compliment I've ever gotten as a midwife was from you. Because after we worked together for a couple of years, you said, oh, I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And you were like, you have to come to my birth. So you didn't have to say anything else. I was like, oh, my God. Katie, trust me. I am a good midwife. And I was so happy. You guys trust each other. It's like mutual trust and respect. Mutual trust. So we love each other so, so much. Oh, I have one more question for you, Katie. Um, what are your future plans? Continue as an RN? Go back to school? Continue at the birth <laughs> so center? you're going to say, like, for kids. I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. Honey, got that snip last week? Dunzo. Dunzo. Future plans. Well, long-term goal. Okay, by the time I turn 40, that's... I'm not going to say how many years away, but... You are a baby. I want to... Yeah, I want to go to midwifery school and become a CNM. Woohoo! Yeah, so that's long-term. That's long-term goal. We need CNMs. But we need those. Wouldn't it be nice if a goal that you had by 40 was a long-term goal? (laughs) Fuck you, Jess. Fuck you, okay? <laughs> if that was my long-term goal, I failed a couple of years ago. You know what? Suck it. Wait, you and I are almost exactly a decade apart. Also suck I love it. it. What is happening? I would like to move on to Bethany. <laughs> no. Our birthdays are only four days apart. Aww, and we're like you. a decade is apart. Your birthday, is your birthday December 8th or seventh. is it? Seventh. So yours okay. is the 4th. So three days apart. Yes, right? and 10 years. In 10 years. It's cool. Your birthday is this week. My birthday's in three days. <gasps> Woo! Oh, so close. It is. Don't this celebrate, week. guys. Come I'm on. not going to do All that. All right. It's time to go to break. Katie, thank you so much for being here. Olivia, we love you. I love you, Olivia. I don't know you, Olivia, but um, if they love you, I do too. Um, so we will be back soon. Let's go to break. Cue the music. Oh, yeah. Today's sponsor for our episode is Linden Tree Midwifery, otherwise known as us. We provide home birth care in the county surrounding Winchester, Virginia. We provide both home prenatal visits and in-office prenatal visits, depending on your preference. So if you would like to have a home birth and you would like to have us attend your home birth, give us a call or check us out at www.lindentreemidwifery.com. Back to the episode. Welcome back from that delightful break. Guess what we talked about? What? I, wait, I was here a little sexually bit. Sexually transmitted of. things. Infections. <laughs> were they? I said, or what? STTs. Were I they said, infections or diseases? Well, that is to be determined. But I said, it is. I know. I accidentally said STD, at which point everyone in the room pointed out that it was STI. 
Tori and me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not me. So then I, I said, <laughs> but when I say that in a visit, I'm like, would you like repeat STI screening with your GBS testing today? They're like, what? I'm like, chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis. Oh, STDs. And I'm like, yes, that's what I would have said. But I was told that that's incorrect. We're products of early 2000 slash late 1990. Um, Speak for yourself. Uh, speak for what year sexual <laughs> what sexual year for education in public school but i did learn what a female condom was when i was in in uh middle school sex ed did they open it for you they opened you? it for us i don't think anyone in the history of ever has ever used one no but they do exist is that the same thing as a dental dam no, no they're different uh. but equally wow oh <laughs> judge you'll be like wow midwife don't know what a dental tip is but apparently led no idea really no clue no one knows what a dental they are tip equally is. as unattractive it looks like a fruit roll-up yeah you put it over your mouth yeah it's a dental dam so i thought it was a form of birth control <laughs> So you don't get herpes or give or get herpes or any other STI. Sounds terrible. But the female condom, the only way I can explain it. Oh, that's right. It inserts. Yeah. Do you remember when we were kids and like we wanted to have a bed? You remember how princesses had that bed where there's like a ring above your bed and like a a curtain came down from the ring. Of course you did. And it got a female condom hanging over your bed. And it got wider the further out it went. That's what a female condom is, but it's made out of, um, you know, like dental dam stuff. material, latex. Yeah. Thank you again. I always just Tori imagine. I always just imagine having sex with a female condom and a male condom, and it just going like. Do you imagine that? And often? I was like, "Is this even sex, or is this not?" I've it also wondered seem like, why like it not is custom sized because can you imagine like having a super long female condom. Like it just she's... hangs out yeah, of your introitus like, tunnel entrance. <laughs> and Naked Gun, they had the whole full body condoms, and they had that love love making. See, scene. that's what I like. I just like a Naked Gun. <laughs> Can we please talk to Bethany? Yes. Can we do that now? We can. Let's do that now. Um, and on that note, for the yeah. record, I do not encourage naked guns as much as I prefer them. Um, so, Bethany, this yeah. is my first time meeting you. She doesn't know how to use condoms because she is procreating for the entire universe. Yes. <laughs> well, I've only had five myself, okay. so it's the same as you. Hypocrite. I'm just collecting others. Yes, I do. <laughs> She's collected others like yeah. seashells. I do. <laughs> so then Tori, Tori's beating us then. Oh, you win. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bethany, this is the first time I met you, but I really feel like I like you a lot already, and I like that tattoo on your arm. Thank you. Um, but uh, we already talked about, like, your job and what you do and how long you've been doing it. So I think our question, our next question was, um, stop laughing at me, Meredith. Literally three questions. I know. <laughs> I know. So you have done out-of-hospital birth and in-hospital birth as a nurse. How do you think that your own births have affected your jobs? Like, what is it like to be a person that gives birth out of the hospital and then works in the hospital? That's a good question. I, with my First, I decided to have a home birth and I was working in the emergency room. Yeah. 
And I remember telling my coworkers. They thought you were crazy, right? Okay. Yeah. I totally told my coworkers what I was doing. And um, it's actually kind of funny because a couple gave me grief. And then I was like, so remember Mrs. Smith who died in that gown? You can have a baby in that gown. And they were like, oh, true. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> what is the name of the comedian does a whole skit about that? Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. yeah. And then. Yes, he does. Yeah. Jim Gaffigan does have in like kids an home. apartment in Manhattan or something like they live in a two bedroom apartment or something. Yeah. Anyways, it still costs three thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the other argument I had, too, is I was like, the hospital's nasty. Like, it's so disgusting. These stretch- stretchers are disgusting. And they'll be the same ones in postpartum that are like down here in the ER. Really? They like yeah. put like, that like leg wound on them, though. They like the travel. So, yeah, the, I mean, they, yeah, so most of them of the traveling. Just to clarify, they don't always. No, okay. they don't always. <laughs> she's never. Can Who's we say, my argument? We have to say bye to Katie because she's going to a birth. Bye, Katie. Bye, guys. Thank we you for coming. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. So at some hospitals, it's the sisterhood of the traveling stretchers. <laughs> no, yeah, I swear. Sure. A little bit. <laughs> Not really. But I mean, that was, that was the argument okay. that I gave them. And, um, yeah. They don't, they kind of stay in the ER. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. But, and yeah, but they all got it and they were like, oh, okay. I get yeah. that. So I don't, and I think their concern too is like, oh, are you getting prenatal care? You know, and it's like, well, yeah, of course I am. There's you know, a lot I'm of not doing this uninformed. We'll Tori about that too. There's a lot of misconceptions about what exactly midwives do for out of hospital care. Yeah. But anyways. So then you chose to give birth out of the hospital. Um, but then you went into an out-of-hospital practice. Do you have anything to say? I mean, you didn't, like, you said your really only experience of delivering babies in the hospital was, like, being in the ER and, like, mm-hmm. rushing moms to stretchers or whatever. To Tori. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Take it, Tori, go! <laughs> were you working Were you working um, as a birth assistant out of the hospital before you started having kids, or had you already had children? I had already had three by the time I started. Okay working out of hospital and the other thing that was kind of funny is the hospital that i worked in when i was pregnant with my first the they did not have an L and D. okay and so they were always like are you having any contractions are you because you need to leave we don't mind you here if you're gonna have a baby <laughs> right so anyways that was they get funny. all like panicky about <laughs> yeah. it like, it's no, so I'm weird fine. because everyone gives birth but it's just not something that People just freak out about it. Like, oh and it's my your God. first. It's going to be close to 24 hours anyways. By the time and you have a baby. Like to counter that, there's like YouTube videos of like cab drivers rocking out bursts in the back of their cabs. <laughs> like just like being so supportive and so kind. You so, got this, mama. Side note, my 13-year-old thinks I'm not cool. <laughs> so, are you like, we Gucci? So, we yes. Okay. So listen, I saw this video of this woman giving birth in the back of a cab and the cab driver is like, talking her through it and like telling the dad to come down and she has this baby and he's like it's all gucci yeah. <laughs> i love that video yeah. like but yes. you owe me an extra 15 yes. dollars to clean the back seat of my, yes. <laughs> my car yes so i said that one day and i was like it's all gucci and brayden was like no. mom Don't. where did you even learn that and i was like oh that's what cab drivers say and he's like oh my god <laughs> you're as cool as a cab driver yeah so I had a question for you that was actually opposite of this question on here. Um, and I actually meant to like, dialogue. I actually meant to ask Katie this as well, but I don't, I don't know why I didn't. But um, 
being a birth worker, and I know how I feel about this, how does being a birth worker affect you at your births? Like, do you feel like you have a, have trouble turning off your brain and just being the mom in labor? Or do you feel like you can totally just do that and trust people around you? And So my birth was crazy fast, like Kimberly's. And... Um, like 45 minutes of active labor. And so hello, it was, it was ridiculous. Yes, it was one of those. And, um, <laughs> and the midwife walked in literally two minutes before she came out. And I remember, um, saying like Familiar. heads coming out on the next contraction. Oh, and, <laughs> and so I was like, I wasn't even on this plan. So you were aware of what I was, was still wearing pants. <laughs> I was in the tub. I made it to the tub. <laughs> as we're still trying to inflate the tub. <laughs> as in the tub, as, in the tub. <laughs> as Juliana says, some of the luckiest babies are born into a pair of pants. <laughs> sorry, go on, Bethany. No, you're no. Don't be sorry. That's awesome. I you're love the it. Wor- we all. It's like too many people talking. It happens. If we thought three was too much, this is a real fiasco. <laughs> it's a riot. So anyways, she, I had said, oh no, heads on the next contraction. This midwife had never been at any of my births before. And so I don't think she realized that like I do actually can feel like I know what's going on. Know what's happening. Yeah. And so then she's like, you know, getting the tray together because she literally just walked in the door. Abandon the tray. Abandon the tray. And so my husband was like, oh, I see a head. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. And she was like, and so I didn't notice this, but my husband said she looked at the gloves and then looked at the pool, looked at the gloves, (laughs) walked to the pool (laughs) and caught a baby. That's a sign of a good midwife is when she abandons the gloves. We all just know that the yeah. gloves don't do anything in the pool anyway. Everything goes right? into the What's, gloves anyway. Exactly. It's still nice to give that barrier. Like know? it's like a dental dam of birth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably. I think dental dams are proven to be more. I effective. was gonna agree. <laughs> so, anyways, with that one, being a birth assistant did not affect it, except that afterwards, my husband said. Oh, that wasn't bad. We could do it by ourselves the next time. God, and I that's was like, what husbands do. No, they do that. I said, that I hire a midwife thing. so I can turn my brain off. Yeah, and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So, for hers, no. For my last one, my son's now a year old, and it was. Wow. It might be. I know, right? Crazy. You're in the thick of it. So he. Um, so it had been my last two are five years apart. I think six years apart ish. Yeah. Somewhere around there. And so I feel like it's like there, the, my worry was that it was going to be a whole nother first time labor again because yeah. they were so far apart and it wasn't quite that bad, but it was pretty darn close and it was definitely the worst. I would take all of my other labors together over that one, over that one. And everybody says that too. Fifth babies. Well, it's like third and fifth <clears throat> babies. They have like a weird, it's a weird my thing. My fifth was also torture. Yes. Yeah. And so once uh, my aunt started telling me like, oh, let's do knees to chest. And how about you do some lunging? And how about the stairs? And how about backwards sitting on the toilet? And I'm like, oh, God, no. Then how about Welchers? Oh, no. we know if Mayanne is saying that shit, it's just like, oh, no. Right. Like, kudos to use a birth worker, like putting yourself in welters. Like, oh, my God. 
that's how he came out in anybody Walters. who's wondering what that is Walters <laughs> is a spitting babies maneuver and it's a last torture it's a last choice maneuver that works very well, but the old-timey picture of it is actually one of my favorite pictures from Spinning Babies mm. ever because the mom is still wearing like some weird... Like a petticoat or something. Like a cloak <laughs> and also... With the, with the yes, yeah. and also some kind of like weird pointy boots and the midwife is just standing between her legs as she does Walter's like la-la-la-la-la-la. It's all like 1800s like when her legs are just hanging off the bed. It's not fun. It does work if it's a last-minute choice. Actually, I've never seen it work. And so when she put it, wanted me to do it, I'm like, it doesn't work. Why are you doing this? And then he was born two contractions later. Then I was kind of like, okay, never mind. So I guess it works <laughs> but, when it, you're really in the situation where you need it. So at that point, my birth assistance experience was not helpful because I okay. went more into my head and I'm like, crap. Because I hired my Anne because she doesn't get involved unless you need her to get no, involved. And if she's not. getting involved, you're like, I'm not happy. so involved? <laughs> Why? Exactly. Why aren't What's you on? sitting on the couch just like chatting? <laughs> <laughs> well, and his was only six hours of labor, so it's not bad. Listen, but you know, it's still like it's still forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes. <laughs> it's like what is this shit of six hours? <laughs> yeah. But do you have a birth that you can think of where you were just like, whether it's good or bad or somewhere in between, that you're just like birth that sticks in your mind your most memorable birth and why anytime somebody says that it's like the same one always comes to mind yes and it was it's so much like katie's but it was a five minute dystocia maybe six minutes and it was not good anyways but this particular birth was um a dystocia and he came out crappy 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 was oh bad gosh. so bad so bad and but it was, it was five f- minutes well it was definitely five which like that and we might have fudged it and said five and it might have been six when that happens oh, like five minutes during a dystocia mm-hmm. time stands like absolutely hours. still mm-hmm. it's just like never ending yeah. time and i think it was a 10 pound something v-back okay so that was probably part of the problem so this was the whole five minutes like the head was fully out yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i almost peed a little bit i'm just like checking out real hard right now (sighs) i don't even want to look my asshole's puckering did you call 911 we did okay we did oh yeah i think we called i don't even remember when we called but i just we called before he was born i know that oh wow and um yeah and it was a full recess and i think we were doing compressions uh, up oh chest compressions and everything. everything i've never been to one of those not everything. even the hospital yeah <sighs> yeah do you know how many times i've almost said i've that's never i've never and i'm like no i'm not gonna i'm just gonna think it so then yeah come on. what happened so then um the heart rate was above 60 by the time the ambulance left. Okay. So at least we weren't doing that anymore. We were still doing PPV, yeah. not even trying to breathe. So for everybody out there listening, when it comes to neonatal resuscitation, you only do chest compressions if the heart rate's under 60 after mm-hmm. a certain point. Um, if it's not helping, just Which getting is breaths. so uncommon. The yes. Yeah. Super so uncommon. Crazy. Um, Mary Lee, who teaches NNR for us, mm-hmm. neonatal resuscitation, she had said, and she worked in a busy hospital and she was like part of the NICU team or the crash team for babies. And she said that she has gone up to three years without 
doing chest compressions. That's how rare. And that's at a busy, busy hospital, hospital full yeah. of like, this is at like high risk moms and like right. drug babies and all sorts of stuff. They like, it's very, very rare to have to do right. chest compressions. And this story, like the same story would be in the hospital. It Like being out of hospital doesn't change, change the story anything. at all. If except, this baby would have been born in the except hospital. Except that you use PPV been... instead of a TP's resuscitator. Exactly. Yeah. But it still would have been a full resuscitation. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so thankfully it was just PPV by the time they were rolling out the door. And then the midwife went with them on the ambulance, which now, because of COVID, we can't do that, which really yeah. stinks. Um, but um, then she sent a video. She texted a video to me of baby crying in the ambulance. Mm. So, like, that's so yeah, it was that's amazing. amazing. It was amazing. So, which the mom this whole time, like, it's one of those things, right, where, and I have a hard time with this as a nurse, like knowing you as the mother have no clue what's going on, but how much should I tell you and how much should I not? Like how much should you be aware and how much should I like? Well, because it's also like if you scare them too much, there's like all this adrenaline and like mm-hmm. hemorrhaging is a real possibility at that point. Yeah. And also like recognize them. They're picking up on what's going on. So you want to inform them, inform them. So like in most situations, they're not making it worse in their heads than it actually is. But in that situation, it sounds like it, there wasn't much you could do. It's to, a like, fine line them yeah. in that situation. Well, and she was so chill and so like and her mom was there and her mom was amazing and they were just so chill that like I, I was like, do you? not get what's going on <laughs> do you not get it because like i'm like almost bawling by the time they leave oh. and they're like chatting in the bed and i'm like oh my god it was what shock. yeah well in the birth hormones your brain's already turned off and if the providers around you are acting competent you have trust in that yeah yeah well and she did say that she wasn't she was never worried about him and she says that to this day she was never worried and she felt like everything was handled well. And she, you know, she was like, I, and I think she also realized that it doesn't matter where she was. It, it would have been the yeah. same story about it. Well, you've said that before, Kim, when you're oh, like, had that I know this baby's alive and is here. It's just like, we need to get him to like, yeah, acknowledge just, it and walk through the door later. But yeah, there was a story that that happened where I could just feel the baby like he's there. He's in the room. Like, it was so weird. And I'm like, if you could just go into there, that would be great. But yeah, you know, and it's just like, yeah. ah. Well, and she was, she had strong faith and she was a Christian. And so I feel, I think that helped her. And that that's what she would have said was what got her through too, is that she had that confidence. Uh, but now he's five or six, maybe older than that. I don't know. And is and he totally fine? Totally fine. And no other dystocias. For her? Yeah. Was it like sticky babies after that? I think it might have been a sticky. Yeah. I think she had a sticky one. I think she had, so she's, she's got four total. First was C-section, then this one, and then the next one I think was crazy fast, so a typical second, yeah. and then third was typical third, like just wonky all around, and I think sticky. Yeah. Sticky but they babies. were so much smaller than 10-pound V-back that that pound baby. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, before we move auditory um what are your future plans are you going to continue doing what you're doing do you have plans to like move on to something different 
Since we're talking about busy birth centers, I'll just have to steal the same line. I left the busy birth center and now am working with a private home birth midwife, and I love it. Is it so chill? It's so chill. It's awesome. It's so fabulous. So you just want to stay there as long as you possibly can? I do. I'm yeah. planning on staying there for as long as possible. So, Tori. <clears throat> yes? We talked about how many kids you are. You are. I am. What number are you in your family's lineup? <laughs> Where you work? Um. So, let's ask you the same question. Um. Wait, I forget so what it was. The plan is to ask all three of them the same questions. Sorry. How does your so you have a very interesting thing happening where you work at a busy labor and delivery unit in a hospital, but you are now having home births, mm -hmm. even though you had happy hospital births. How do you feel like having home births affects your approach to your job? Like, are there times where you watch stuff happen and you're just like, or and like, is there's space in your job for you to be able to like, advocate. yeah, like want to do things maybe differently because of how you've experienced your own birth or even feel like you should right um i feel like so when i had my first home birth i was working telly and they were actually not even super worried they were like oh cool the home birth that's so great and what, is, what does that mean telly like cardiac oh okay and um everybody's on a telemetry monitor telly gotcha and <laughs> thank you you're welcome <laughs> um and then when i had my second home birth i was at the nicu at that point and so with my first Which home is probably birth, the worst department you could possibly no, be in really? not at all oh. Mm -hmm. oh. no this is so great. yeah so i told them that i was having a home birth again and they did kind of freak out at first and they're like just think of all the babies we see that like from from uh home births and how like bad off they are and i was like but you guys only see like the worst case scenario home birth babies you how know how many babies did you actually see that were worst case scenario was it like a lot i mean it really wasn't you know i mean i'd only worked there for like a year so but still like a handful of home birth transfers we had a lot of like car babies or something like they weren't necessarily planning on delivering gotcha at home originally um but so Right. So I was like, you know, just think of how many babies are born at home all the time that we'd never see. And they're like, oh, that's a good point. And then I literally didn't get any more, like, crap from them at all. They were just, they were super great about that's it. That's awesome. I think going then to L&D was harder, honestly, because I had my last two home births there. And honestly, I feel like they made it harder for me to want to birth at home, too, just because you do see all the terrible things that can happen during birth because we like you guys were talking about numbers and I added it up. I remember counting when I first started working there. I stopped counting after like 200, which I quickly reached my first year. Yeah. What? Like, oh, yeah. Shit. I like how they showed you videos of like crazy out of hospital births and, and was like, is this you Tori? <laughs> they did do that. They did that. Is this you birthing with dolphins naked? With there, there, there was the naked woman noises? birthing in the creek that, that we watched. Listen, that was listen, Linda. Linda. If I ever have a baby again, which is 0% on my list of things to do, but like <laughs> delivering in the Black Sea with dolphins around is... Wait, there was that woman. I'm dropping we did my watch mic a video. right now. Yeah. We did watch a video. Her and her husband are like in the ocean. Yeah. Yep. 
And I remember us talking. They're like, that I we like. Don't even I want get moms to take baths. I get water births. You know, like I get water births, but I'm sure that ocean water is freaking cold. Like it's it it's so gross. It. Like yeah. Listen, I have a dolphin fetish. Okay. And if you tear, wouldn't it sting? Probably. Um, probably. Fast. It would probably. Yeah, it's salt water. Maybe it would feel. I've, and then listen it because it's infected. Right, yeah. I've I've put my life in danger before to swim with dolphins. I'll do it again. It's a bucket list thing. It doesn't make sense. Me having more babies doesn't make sense. Go on. So, anyways, (laughs) back to the question. Go on. Um, I feel like having those out out of hospital births helps me, especially with like the patients that come in wanting to go natural. Not this isn't even like a Winchester or it's like an everywhere thing. A lot of times, providers like it's. I feel like it's a nurse thing where we don't like want to see people in pain, you know, and we know there's that option for you to not be in pain. So we're like, listen, you're hurting. Just get the epidural. Also, as nurses, we're like preach to that, like if people have pain, then they have a right to have something yeah. to and, and you're negligent as a nurse if you're not offering something to take yeah. their pain away. Mm-hmm. Like it's really preached at you a yeah. lot. Yeah, I would agree. So so that I feel like. I know a lot of people feel like epidurals are pushed on them, but it's not necessarily for reasons I feel like. Mm-hmm. Oh, here, stop making noise. Yeah, like it's more epidural. of a like, please, I don't want to see you Let's in pain. You. I want you to be more comfortable. It's like a humanitarian thing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but then I know like recently I had this mom who was, had every intention of going, nat- going natural. She had her first baby going natural. And then they like hit that point where they're like, nope. nope. <laughs> and uh, changed my mind. Yeah. Uh-uh. And speaking of dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> and I know so many nurses who would be like, well, and doctors too, and they'd just be like, okay, we're going to get you the epidural. And I'm just like, this is transition. You can do this. Yeah. Like, you're so close. I'll get you the epidural if that's what you really, really want. But I know you can do this. Like, I felt that way. And I, that's all she needed, right? Like, yeah. And then... So you duel her through it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have that natural birth. And afterwards, they're like, oh, thank God. I'm so glad you didn't let me get that epidural. Yeah. And I'm like, don't say let. I would have let you get it. I would have... <laughs> like, <laughs> thank like, God you withheld right. that from yeah. me. <laughs> don't say the L word. Right. <laughs> thank you for going against your code as a nurse and not right. providing me comfort. Thanks for not getting me what I wanted. Thanks. <laughs> like... Like hold a piece of paper. This is. Thank God you empowered me to do this on my own without medication. <laughs> but I will say, like, going into the hospital a lot. I'm sorry, this should be my mouth. Um, <laughs> when you have those nurses, when you know the mom is clearly just in that space, and they're just like, "You got this." It makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, I, I, I like to think so because I'm that nurse. So you are that <laughs> nurse. Are. I told you we had. Um, Someone went in and it wasn't one of our clients and they were like, oh my God, we had the best nurse ever. I was like, oh, who was it? And they were like, Tori. And Yay! I texted you. It was like, for, I was like, oh my God, she's so amazing. And they were like, she didn't leave us at all. If it wasn't for I'm her, really it annoying. never would have like, never leave you. Like, <laughs> so it does, you are right. Yay! You do make a difference. Do you have a story that sticks out in your mind that you want to tell us? Um, I have a lot. I feel like I don't really have like a bad story is the asshole island one of them the- no, i'm just joking <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's a movie i think or a the porn. official term was buttonhole so probably 
one of the like scariest ones I've had was a, a really long shoulder like Bethany's, but it was not five minutes. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. I can literally not imagine that. It was three minutes, which felt like way too long anyways. And I just remember thinking like probably a minute and a half in while we're doing like all these crazy maneuvers mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, just thinking like, oh my God, what if these don't work? Like, what do we do? What then? happens? I've never been in that situation where the baby didn't come out. Luckily, the baby did come out, but <laughs> it that was does knocking on wood. Yeah. <laughs> but that was definitely one of the um, scarier ones. And then another one of my favorite <laughs> stories. I'm so excited because <laughs> you're laughing. Favorite. I know. It cracks me up every time. It was probably, it's probably not going to be that funny for you guys, but it's really funny in my mind. Try us. <laughs> so we had this, this lady, um, who did not speak English and she is going natural and she, you guys know, like straight leg pushing, you know, yeah. I don't like close knee. N- no, like legit, like when natural moms like straighten their legs out to push like yeah. this and you're like, listen. Oh. The baby is not going to come. I think it's a similar oh. thing they found that actually yeah, like I've done the closed knees. knees. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if it's the same thing except they're doing it with their whole legs. Yeah, like their yeah. whole legs. And she's just like stiff as a board, like as straight as possible. And we're trying to like coach her through like what she needs to do. But of course, she doesn't understand us. The interpreter walks in and she's going, Pooha. Pooha. Like literally like standing in the back of the room, whispering, whispering, pooha, <laughs> whispering, pooha. the interpreter, we're yelling all these instructions. We're like, come on, you can do this. You just need to like bring your knees back, push like and do it like, and she's like, pooha. And so finally, by the grace of God, we, this baby comes out and we leave the room and the interpreter goes, that was my first birth. I was like, we could tell. <laughs> we could tell. Like, <laughs> what that does- means? That means push. Like Puha means push. Yes. Puha means push. Yeah. And also Puha. Yeah, it means push. Yeah. I think I was getting confused with Punta. <laughs> and a nervous interpreter might say Puha <laughs> at their first birth. La puta madre. She was just standing. It's I mean, not like Spanish. I don't think. What does it mean? What is it? What? It's in Puha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. because in Haiti they they said puja for push, yeah, and they were fr- they were French, French, yeah. They're romance languages. They French and Spanish are pretty pretty similar. Person. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I don't know. They spoke Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was just she's just she walks out and she's like so white. She's like that was my first birth. I'm like, yeah, you yeah. didn't. Do we all figured. Just so you know, you, <laughs> you didn't did great. do anything. <laughs> Good job, you. <laughs> well done. It was. It was so useless, but she's so sweet. I love her so much, but is she a good interpreter? Yeah, she really is. Yeah. But it was just so funny. Yeah. So, um, your next question, what are your future plans? You plan on doing what you're doing? Do you have any future plans to change what you're doing? So a long time ago, (laughs) I can still remember. So when you're 40, (laughs) I had a plan that by the time I turned 40, um, that I did want to become a, a CNM, a nurse midwife, but that would be so awesome. Um, so Bethany, you said you had a question for was it for us or for no for Tori for Tori because it's not a bad question. <laughs> Tori's like the poor only representative of hospital birth right now. She's like, oh god, no, it's not that bad. It's not a bad question. No, I just think like on the super busy times at the birth center. There's a point that I'm like really grateful for the break because I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so like, 
you get that call in the middle of the night and you're like, oh. I'm like, there's something wrong if that's my response. Like, right. Because yeah. they deserve nothing but like, exactly. excitement. Most All of me. Birth team. Yeah, yeah exactly. But then my oh, my second thought is always like, but how do those L&D nurses do it? Day in and day out for 12 hours, 12, three days a week, sometimes four. Night, like, oh, look yeah. at you having a baby for the 10th person today. Like, And I'm guessing like some of it, I think probably out of hospital birth, you get a little bit more emotionally involved maybe. But I don't know. I'm just curious what your thought is to that. Like, do you get burnt out? <laughs> She's like, let me tell you. Yes, <laughs> definitely. So... We were averaging like 300 births a month before I went on maternity. And um, definitely, you're definitely getting burnout because you can only, I feel like, like exhume so much emotional support and like comfort to people. And after a while, like my max was four births in one night. And like by the third birth, you're like, Great. Good job. <laughs> like, you get, yeah. you get like, passion fatigue. Yeah. 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 I and love that term. I do too. Dude, it's so real, especially right yeah, now. Yeah, it really is. And then there were other nights where like maybe you're understaffed or something and the patients just keep coming and everybody, I mean, I, I loved the people that I worked with. We were a really great team and everybody was super helpful. But then it's like everybody has helped out on all the patients. So then at the end of the night, you're like, I don't know that I followed any one patient completely. And then, so you almost feel bad. Like, did they even get the care that, that I would normally give? Like, did they, when they leave here, are they going to feel satisfied with the care that they got? Not that they got bad care, but it was right. It's a lot different than they would have gotten if they had three people at their house. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If they were the only patient as opposed to like, okay, I'm taking care of like five patients with like as a team, you know, so it's, also, it's definitely hard that you still ask yourself that question. Yes. That's an important <laughs> Good milestone. Job you. So it's, yeah. And so every, I mean, we have to start wrapping this up like a like deoc, but <laughs> like a dental dam. But I have seen like every time I've been to the hospital with clients of mine, like I don't, I, I felt like, especially in Winchester that it was like, you know, people were doing their jobs and were being, doing a good job at it. There could be changes that could be made systemically, but that's true in like every, right. I mean, that's true in what we do as well. Um, so do you guys have anything that you want to say to like end out this episode? Like your favorite thing about being a, a L&D nurse, your favorite thing about being a birth assistant or just birth in general? I mean, I don't know. I just, uh, I love what I do in s- six kids later and, you know, bless your heart, a thousand births probably later and it just never gets old, you know, mm-hmm. it's just so... I love I love being an L and D nurse, and I love helping people have as good of a hospital birth experience as they can that they would that I got out of hospital. So, and I don't know if it's happened for you, but like, and I think it, it's true for midwives and doulas and anybody like right. Like, it's the biggest honor when somebody is like, "No, I want you yeah. at my birth." Like, or even if you're working at the hospital, and they're like, "I know so and so works here. I want her to be my nurse." Please like, don't yeah. leave me. The best feeling, right? Or a simple thank you, like mm, the best. Just the smallest stuff 
like when when we have compassion fatigue having someone go out of their way to be like you helped me so much Mm -hmm. or like i want you with me it gives us that little burst of energy to be able to go through even when we're going past like all of our limits of humankind so as we wrap this up i know we want to say that birth assistants are badasses that's what ba stands for badasses we couldn't do it without you guys in hospital out of hospital you like make all the difference i wish katie was here to hear this yeah and um she'll be listening after the birth i'm sure yes she will (laughs) we thank you unless she doesn't want to hear her voice which is quite possible (laughs) so we thank you guys for coming to talk to us about so much what it's like to be a birth assistant slash nurse moms out there who are trusting in us to not get compassion fatigue like we are we are doing our best. We are doing our best, and we really care All about you, time. and we really care about your birth experiences. And, and the only other thing I'd say is, is cheers. cheers. Say cheers. Say cheers in the microphone. Cheers. cheers. You're not allowed to drink anymore when we record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>